I think it is, and we are here! <laughs> so, today is a very exciting day on the pod because... Well, I was going to say, why? Why because, is it, Lauren? Because my mommy is joining us here today. We as have our first guest. We have our first guest. Limited guest. <laughs> she is here seeing how the magic works. Yeah. She you, is. You might be graced with her presence, but you might not. We will find out. I'm going to see if I can force some participation. Yeah. Forced well, participation. What you should do is come over and be like, hello. Our guest star of the week is Denise Painter. Oh, you're not supposed to. This your is last not. Name. This is not your voicemail. <laughs> Hi, we've reached. Repe- repeat your name after the beep. beep. <laughs> you are calling. Why I'm the limited guest? Because you said you didn't want to talk. So if you're just gonna sit here, we have to call you the limited guest. Otherwise, the audience will expect more out of you than what you have to deliver. Yes. And you should call me the mute. Guest. Okay. And joining us as the mute guest on the pod. Just hello. Repeat your name after the beep. Hi, I'm Hi, Lauren's I'm mom. I'm Denise. <laughs> Lauren's mom. Everybody Yay! give her a round of applause. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. I'm going back to my corner now. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we forced the participation. Me too. So, next on the agenda, we have a... Well, Sam doesn't. I have a statement to make. Okay. We're calling out all the homies. Homies, you know who you are. And we need your support here today. We have no homie reviews. (laughs) We have one homie review. We have no life. <laughs> I need the homies to come out of the woodworks and help us out. Give us some listens. Give us some likes. I expect more out of you. Yes. Agreed. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Anyways. I feel like we support our friends in every endeavor. And even though this is just a fun endeavor, it's still an endeavor. It's an important endeavor. Yeah. So, now that all of our housekeeping is done, how's it going? I feel like you started this with yelling at people. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Scolding. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's go back to being friends. We're friends again. Yeah. All right, so, hello, I'm Lauren. And this is Sam. We're very excited to be here with you today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for those of you just joining us, um, <laughs> <laughs> Sam 
is our resident gay. Yes, that's me. <laughs> I am the gay. And she is the one who does all the research for our fascinating stories. She reads them to me on this podcast for the first time. I do not know what she's telling us about. And so I am hearing it for the first time with you guys. So it's very exciting. So it is fun. It's a reaction. Yeah. I'm really excited to see your reactions. I need you to not hold back, though. Yeah. If you feel, you know, then I need to hear the gasp. The gasp. Yeah. Yeah. Nova, really, when Nova appeared on the pod, she really... She really brought She it gave in. the crowd what they were asking for, that's for sure. So you have big shoes to fill. So technically she's our second Wait, guest because Nova was that's on true. the pod two weeks ago. She has four feet. I only have two. Well, you need to figure it out. <laughs> you can do it. I have faith in you. You got Buddy over here to help you out. Buddy is her dog. <laughs> T minus. Two months until Sam leaves me, by the way. Team minus. We're going the countdown. We're going, I leave March the 12th. Yeah, and we're against it. <laughs> Let's start a poll on our Instagram. Who thinks sh- Sam should stay in Texas? We will post it on the Insta. Let us know what you think. <laughs> I, uh, I'm ready for snow. I'm ready to be able to just play in snow. Yeah, but you have to go to work in the snow now. Not if I work from home. All right, let's not get carried away. (laughs) All right. For you, anything new? No. Nothing new. We've gotten very boring since the holidays are over. I like it. I'm here for it. I'm chilling. I enjoy it. Nothing to plan. Well, except for my going away party, which just you know, against the whole leaving thing. So just to clear, good friends. Just to clarify the UG, mm-hmm, you know, so mm-hmm. people know where I'm coming from. It's from the heart. Yes. So all right. Well, let's talk about true crime. They don't know what we're listening to. What do you mean they don't know what we're listening to? Who are we? Oh, who are you? I already said I'm Lauren. Now you need to go. And what are we doing? We're talking about true crime, man. What's the name of our podcast? Oh, 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 I forgot that part. My bad, you guys. This is the first time that's... Usually I have a super rad segue, too. You do. And I totally dropped the ball. It's because we introduced ourselves. Thank you for giving Lauren the benefit of the doubt on the ginger, the gay, and and the the gruesome. gruesome. Woo! Saved that one. Came back from the dead there. (laughs) Now, let's talk about true crime. True crime. This week... And next week, we are starting a two-part series, mini-series. Ding, 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 ding! This is our, our first, first two-parter. two-parter. We got two episodes coming at you hot off the press. Mic. <laughs> hot off the mic. Um, so this week, we are going to be talking about Steven Stainer. Stainer. I need you to tell me what a... a uh, a places. So when I get to it, I'm gonna it's, ask you. It's Merced, not Merced. I said it's not Merced. Oh lord. 
<sighs> She's going to have fun. Mom gives Sam a hard time for not being able to pronounce the names of things. So as I'm sure all of you guys do in your cars on the way to work. For being honest, I also give myself a hard time for not yeah. being able to pr- pronounce things. <laughs> but um, in your defense, I think that some people do pronounce it Ruiz. So apparently everybody was like, Lauren is wrong. Her teacher is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That is not how it's pronounced. It's Ruiz. So I was right. But then my teacher must be wrong because her name was Reese. Yeah. But Sam was right. So I I digress. (laughs) But. Okay. So that was the only time. (laughs) That was last year. (laughs) That was so last year. (laughs) All right. The Stainer family. So, Dilbert. Dilbert Stainer. That's amazing. His parents hated him. (laughs) Sorry, all our Dilbert listeners. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's Delbert. No, we're going to go with better. Dilbert. It's we're going to stick better. with Dilbert. Dilbert and Kay and their two sons and three daughters all lived in a small farming town called Merced. Merced, California. Yeah. With the name Dilbert, you absolutely grew up in a small farming town. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Dilbert and Kay. Merced. California is known as the gateway to Yosemite Park. Yeah, it is. For everybody on the pod, this is totally where I moved to Texas from. Although I speak like a Californian, I do claim to be a Texan, but this is where I came from. This is your roots. And it is in the middle of effing nowhere. Well, it is in the, by the gateway of Yosemite uh, yeah, Park. Yeah, except for Yosemite. I'm sorry. It's away from civilization. There we go. <laughs> so on December 4th, 1972, seven-year-old Stephen Stainer was on his way home from school when Irvin Edward Murphy approached him. He pretended to be a churchgoer. Looking for, like, giving out pamphlets, giving out pamphlets, Mm. you know, asking for donations. And he approached Stephen and asked if, you know, if his mom, if his parents could donate anything. When Stephen said, yes, I believe my mom would, they convinced him to get in the car. That's awfully presumptuous. Yeah, it is for a seven-year-old. I will say... It's a different time. The 70s, people were hitchhiking left they and right. They were like, heck yeah, I'll give you some money. Let's go get it. It's more like Stephen was raised to always respect his elders and adults and also like not to fear adults. So he was like, of course, you know, well, let's yeah, go talk to her. Bad right? idea. So they get in the car that was being driven by Murphy's friend, Kenneth Parnell. They gave him a ride. They said they would take him to his mom. Ugh, yeah, they did. And away they went. And he never saw his mom again. Murphy was co-worker of Parnell. Wait, pause. Two questions. Yes. Number one, do we know what year this is? 1972. Okay, I wasn't paying attention, huh? You already said that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, 
our mute over there said it too. Yeah, 1972. Okay, and I forget what my second question is. Okay. <laughs> so they work together at the Yosemite Lodge and... Oh my gosh. I feel like there's going to be Been a lot there. of those moments in this. All right. I won't react to every single one, but you guys, this is so crazy. This is like literally like where I live, this like is, drive by it all the time kind of thing. This is like the, yes. you, the first story yes. for you. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. How exciting. Carry on. Murphy agreed to get Steven for Purnell or to help him. I remember my second question. Okay. How old are they? I don't know about Murphy or Purnell, but Steven is seven. Oh, yeah. Well, he has a job. Steven? No, Murphy. Yeah. So he must be like 16. So he was described. I didn't drive. Well, he was the passenger. I'm not sure. But I will say he was described as being um, slow and somewhat dim witted. So I think that's the nice way of saying he was easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. Mom, what was the working age in the 70s? 15. 15. So he could have. Was it, But driving was still 16? 15. 15? Oh my gosh. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so he could have been as young as 15. What a time to be alive. Yeah, I was. 15-year-olds <laughs> running rampant all over the city. I mean, the street youths. <laughs> all the street youths. <laughs> Shout out to mom. <laughs> I was a street youth. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... He told, Purnell told Murphy that he wanted to raise an underprivileged child and raise him in a godly way. Okay. Okay. So. Just as like a, oh, do you want to have kids? Oh, yeah, I want to. I mean. Raise a child in a godly way. I mean, I guess it's like when you're talking to co-workers and you just kind of. It's like, this is what I'm going to do. I want to become a minister. Like, oh, yeah, I want to adopt. Yeah, oh, yeah he told him that he, or uh, okay. pronounced. I was just going to say, that's like a really weird thing to tell somebody, but I guess like it's like people talk about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Parnell told Murphy that he wanted to become a minister, and apparently to do so, he needed to have a child who he could raise godly. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Again. Like an slow and boy. Dim-winded. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should say that. <laughs> it's not so far. <laughs> We're on the right track. So, huh? I think I remember this story. Oh yeah. Hmm. Ooh, we have an eyewit. No, no, no. Oh, we my. have a witness. time witness. Time witness. After he kidnaps him, takes him back to his home, he immediately starts sexually abusing Stephen. Yeah. Wow, this went real fast. It gets real, real dark. This does not end happy. All right, prepare yourselves. Thank you for telling me that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to feel happy at the end of this. I don't think any of our stories have ever ended in a happy way. Um, The Miranda one, he was stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one was... I was going to say fun, but it wasn't fun, but it was very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it just kept going and going and going, and at the end of it, he was dead. And you were like, Whoa. Yeah. 
that's what you get. Don't rape people. So sexual abuse of Stephen began shortly thereafter and continued throughout Stephen's time living with Parnell. Now, oh yeah. Time living with Parnell. Yeah. Like it's a long time. It's a long time. That is so sad. Okay, so just warning. This is a graphic warning. He is sodomized nightly. Along with other sexual abuses every single day of his, his of his capture. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. He told or Purnell told Stephen that his parents didn't want him anymore and that the court had appointed him Steve Stephen's new legal guardian. He's seven years old and he like groomed him to say this. Uh no. This is what Parnell told Stephen, your parents don't want you anymore. Oh. Yeah. And so. He just thought that. mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he basically Stockholm Syndrome this kid to where this kid was never going to He was, like, thankful to him for taking him in kind of thing. Oh, no. (laughs) Parnell already had an extensive criminal record, including a conviction of kidnapping and sexually assaulting a nine-year-old boy back when Parnell was 19 years old. That's ridiculous. And nobody just, like, let's keep an eye on this asshole. Do we know, like... What his punishment was for his first incident? Yes, we do. Holla, what was it? You're not going to like it. So we'll get to that. As most parents would, Stephen's parents start, like, he didn't show back up home. They started getting more and more worried about him. And they reported him missing to the police. And it was the story. He was everywhere on the news. They had... um, on every newspaper. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. Witness. It was so everywhere. So do we know, like, time frame of, like, how long he was gone before he was reported missing? I'm assuming later on that day. Yeah, because it's a child. Yeah, like when so your kid like doesn't come home. a couple hours yeah. after, you're like, something's not okay. right. So back then, the police weren't like they have to be missing for X amount of time. Well, before we children are different. Okay. So that's like if your wife is missing or something. Well, if it's basically like if a minor is missing, it's a completely different situation. However, they do, I think it's, I think it is 14 that it is because um, at a certain age. <gasps> Yeah. That makes so much sense. You will find out why. <laughs> but I think it's as because like how many stories have we heard that, you know, oh well they just maybe they just ran away from home and they're like fifteen years old. Yeah. It's like I don't care. Yeah. Waste the money to find them. <laughs> right. It's, it's a good thing to waste the yeah. money on. Because maybe if you, it'll help not, up your budget. Yeah. <laughs> it won't oh you didn't watch the office, never mind. <laughs> So, where was I? <laughs> okay, so in March of 1973, the local paper... Didn't he go missing in 72? December of 72. Okay, so it's been five months. And quote, one of the longest and widest missing persons investigation ever made by the local police department. And Longest and widest? Yeah, like far-reaching. Okay. 
You thought I misspoke. It's the longest and widest. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> hey, I'm quoting. I didn't say it. Uh, they had no leads, but his family never stopped looking for him. Aww. They never stopped holding on to hope. I mean, I would think we use our family and these a lot. You know, like if Dana murdered y'all. Yeah, Did you that, was, that? That, was, that was in like the second episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I may stand by him. <laughs> because the love runs deep. If only Dana listened to the pod. I don't know. He'd think that was funny. Yeah. Okay. So this is his new life now with Parnell. Parnell renamed Stephen Dennis Gregory Parnell. Oh my god, that's disgusting. He can't have. I know, he can't just have like a Steven, just like, where's Steven? Steven's right here, yeah. <laughs> he looks an awful lot like. But like, also, what's up in the 70s to where like this kid's like walking around town, there's like, no, this is Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Steven, but very different. Different, different kid. <laughs> it's, it's more, so... They move around quite a bit. Oh, okay. So they're not, like, chilling in the same No. Place. Okay, I was like, what the heck is up where they're just, like... It's even... I saw him at church the other day. <laughs> it's Merced. People, We're talking about Merced, California here, okay, people? You know where Steven is. <laughs> people in Florida are, like, looking for him, but yet the, the town isn't. Yeah, right? Um, okay, so he renamed him, and then they moved around California from Santa Rosa to Willits to Fort Bragg. For two years, they were in Santa Rosa, so while they were in Santa Rosa, they were there for two years when Parnell met Barbara Mathias uh-huh. and became his girlfriend. Okay? Rag. She moved in with both him and Steven slash Dennis. Oh my God. And it is said. But is he still sodomizing this kid every night? Every night. And Barbara's just like, I don't know what's going on. Well, Barbara, or it is said that she participated in the abuse. Oh, no. Now that Barbara. Is, that is wildly debated throughout this whole thing. And hey, Steven, there's another famous couple, the Ken and Barbie murders. Mm-hmm. And they were a couple and they murdered a bunch of people together and like got off on it. But <coughs> together, I mean, Amer- American Horror Story Hotel, right? I don't know. I mean, they're vampires, one. but you know. Semantics. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> but it, so he talks about what happened to him, but he doesn't talk about what happened to him. You know, like he's there. We'll get into it. It's fine. You're saying Steven doesn't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into all well, of that. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, regardless, like, she's still like a weirdo. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was the word C O M P T C H E. She's getting up, guys. Silent guest. Mom on the pod. I don't have my glasses on. Then why did you get up? Mom, you have new eyeballs. You don't need glasses. While you're there, what's this word? (laughs) While you're there. Ukiah. Ukiah. Remember that. Kamchi. We looked it up. Kamchi. (laughs) He's going to keep going. Okay. 
In September of 1976, they moved to Comchi, a small and remote area of Mendocino Cal- County. Mendocino County. Mm-hmm. Why are you backing up like that? I'm sipping my champagne, okay? Leave me alone. Okay. Steven slash Dennis, or Dennis. Dennis. Oh, if only you could see our air quotes, yeah. guys. <laughs> Began eighth grade. He sent him to school. Send him to school. Okay. He was that sure that he, that Steven slash Dennis would not. Yeah, was indoctrinated. Yeah. Well, he got him when he's seven. He's in eighth grade. He's 12 or 13 at this point. So he's had him for five or six years. Like, mm-hmm. that's effing nuts. Still, so are we assuming that he's been, like, sexually abused every single night for the last five or six years? We are not assuming. We know it to be true. Oh! Oh, and he's going to send him to school. Okay. My brain didn't process the magnification. Is that a word? It is. Of what you're telling me right now. Like, this kid is being sexually abused every night and then goes to school. That's how groomed he is. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, kid, you go to school. Here's your lunch money. Yes. And it's it's And you don't talk about it and... Yeah. Yep. He starts eighth grade. Classmates remember him as being shy, but a really good kid who had holes in his shoes. They remember Parnell as creepy and uptight, which honestly, it does fit. The dad? The sexual abuser. He's not a father. Well. Yeah. Steven made friends. He had a girlfriend and played football. So, like, he was, like... Mm-hmm. In in mm-hmm. it. That's crazy. So even as a kid, Parnell allowed Steven to drink and smoke and drive and do all the things that, you know, the cool parent would do. But then he still was sexually abusing him. So that's not great. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And he was reportedly afraid of Parnell, which I understand why. Yeah. Like, it was still like, oh, my dad lets me do this, but at the same time, like, I'm terrified of him. It's like the the mean bully kid from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch that show, did you? I've only watched the first season. <sighs> watch Grimoire Girls, and then we'll talk. Okay. It's Nova's favorite show. <laughs> it's Bernie's favorite show, too. I haven't watched it, but Nova loves it. <laughs> Did their friends not say anything? Okay, I can guarantee you in eighth grade, some dude tries to touch me and I'll be like, F off, mom, this guy is a creeper. Yeah, so one of the kids told their parents. Oh, okay, cool. And after that, they disappeared in the night and moved Ah, to to the next 140 population town. Again, that at this time was like 12. Um, yeah, right. That was in the 70s. We looked up the population of Comchi, and it is 140 people in 2020. And we're talking about 70. Let's see. He was taken in 72. 76. Okay, 76. 76. So we're talking 76. So yeah, like 12 people. Mm-hmm. And this time they moved to Manchester. Oh, okay. Do you know where that is? No. I'm from Manchester. Yeah, we know where that is. No, Manchester. Texas, because they name all their cities after foreign countries. Manchester, California. They stay in Cali. Close. So close. You Uh, know, like Paris, Italy, Dublin. uh, Yeah. Manchester. 
Laura's mom hates when we abbreviate things. So we say things like California in the background. Oh, yeah. She goes, or no, we say Cali. And in the background, she goes, California. Yeah. Mom hates Cali. She hates also hates it. Nola. Yeah. Hocho. She's not about it. Not about it. She's fine with perf, though. Sometimes I do it just to... Purple alert. Purple alert. See? Represent. What's up, mom? See, you're not a mute. <laughs> you're partaking. She has a voice. <laughs> okay, so. Nope, that's my sheet. No, it's not. Oh. I was like, don't. This is not hurt. my first day. Whoa. I'm so my sorry. first rodeo. I don't want to impose. <laughs> You're the brains behind the operation. Clearly. You're the beauty. I'm the color. <laughs> okay, so this continued for, you know, same blah, 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 all that stuff. Football, make out with girlfriend, get sexually abused, rinse, repeat. Move, next town. Move, next town, yeah. So. Yeah, so like, what did he tell his girlfriend? You know, like, oh, I gotta mm-hmm. go. We're moving. Yeah, that's another thing. She was just like, okay, I guess we're going. Well, and like for your girlfriend to not notice anything is weird. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, it's happening after she leaves. They're not telling anybody. He's been groomed. But you have to have some sign, some inkling that something is going on. Yeah. You know? I mean. That's why they leave in the middle of the night. They just go, we're going but he like he was in Conchi for like two years no two he was in Santa Santa he was in Santa Rosa for two years so he's been there for two years too ish I don't know I just think that that girlfriend is not very observant probably amongst other things maybe she's just a shitty person we don't know anyway so in February I I'll I back up (laughs) I back up I back up (laughs) So, Stephen, so sexual predators most of the time have a very specific want, gender, age. Yeah, like they have like a type. Type. Yeah. Yes. Well, Stephen is doing what people do, which is grow up. Oh, no. He's learning from his example. No, but oh. he is getting older and he's aging out of Parnell's Oh, his preference. Out of he's his preference. He's not his type anymore. He's not his type. So He in, hit puberty. Mm-hmm. And in February of 1980, Parnell recruits slash bribes one of Stephen's friends. His name is Sean Poorman, and he helped kidnap a little blonde boy Parnell had his eye on, eyes on for a while. Dennis's friend. Den- Dennis. Dennis Steven. Yeah. His friend. His friend helped Parnell kidnap a little boy. Yep. And But not Steven. Steven did not participate in this. Parnell bribed Sean Poorman. What the F is up with Sean Poorman? Where he's like, yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, the Maybe first he was time, like, I'll buy you beer or something. Yeah, something dumb. The little boy's name... Eighth graders, don't you listen to these people. The little boy who was taken's name is Timothy White. Oh, Little blonde-haired boy. So this time, instead of pretending to be the men of God and passing out pamphlets, they pretended that they needed help. 
and asked Timothy for help. He said, no, thank you. Go, Timmy. Go, Timmy. And then he started running towards his house. Stranger danger. Stranger danger, where this actually is stranger danger. So he starts running to his house. Sean Poorman, the briber or bribee, uh, chased Timothy all the way to where he hit a chain link fence. And then now this whole time, Timothy is screaming. And he holds on to the chain link fence where Sean pries his little little fingers off and like picks him up and carts him back to the car. Oh, no. Tosses him in the car. I thought he was gone. Nope. Picks him up, throws him in the car. They drive off. Oh, Timmy, you were so close. No one saw anything. If you hear screaming in your street, just like. Poke a blind open. Take a gander. Somebody backs up in my driveway. I'm like, who is this? It's freaking daylight out here. Like, just take a look. Rooms and rooms. See, Dana's gonna be you when you're old. (laughs) And I'm gonna be Auntie Coco. Uh uh, I'm gonna live with Dana when I'm old. He doesn't know it yet, but it's happening. (laughs) You are not the favorite. No, we all already know that. Ah, uh, that's not true. <laughs> Dana, what? who's mom's favorite kid? Uh, you. Shut up, you're just saying that. It's because she's right here. She wasn't right here, he'd be we more honest. We all know it's Dana. <laughs> Resume. Oh, that's weird. I was like, why is it going? We are recording. Oh, dear. So, threw him in the car, drove away. No one saw a thing. Wait, you got to reverse for me to react to that. No, we're after the fence, screaming, threw him in the car, drove away. Yeah. I thought we were after that. Mm -mm. We paused, and then you went pee. Okay, so say that again. It's not going to be organic. We discussed last night you're not a great actress. All right. He threw him in the car and he drove away. No one heard a thing. Dun, dun, dun. It's not organic. Parnell immediately started changing Timothy's appearance. He colored his hair brown. He started giving him a new name. He did the same thing to Timothy in the beginning that he did to Steven. So he changed his name. He told him the exact same story. Yep. And his parents didn't want him anymore. And now he's got confidence. He's like, I've done this before. Yeah. It's all good. Well, Steven overheard him telling Timothy the whole (gasps) story. Oh, no. And so he realized this same thing is going to happen to Timothy. That happened to me. I can't let that happen. He would make sure that whenever he came home, he would get home immediately after school. So for two weeks, he came home early from school every day because if he was there, Parnell wouldn't abuse Timothy. Steven, once hearing all this, decided... I need to get Timothy out of here, right? 
So two weeks later, after Timothy had been taken, Parnell took a night shift, worked the night shift, and they escaped. Okay? That's so exciting. It is exciting. So they hitchhiked. First they ran, and then for 40 miles they hitchhiked. Wow. And it was raining. Timothy is, I think he's seven or eight years old. So after, I mean, and he's just been through this very traumatic situation. And so he's, Stephen basically carries him the majority of the way because he's tired. He's been crying, you know. So he's really doing this like big brother thing. So he goes... He doesn't remember his address. He doesn't know where Timothy came from. So he just goes to the nearest uh, police station. When he gets to the police station, he tells Timothy to go inside, talk to a police officer, and tell them who you are. This is questionable. Why? Because why wouldn't he go in with him? Is he trying to run away? So he tells Timothy to go inside and then he turns around. And he runs away. And he starts walking away. Why? Be- I is mean, he going back? It's been seven years. Samantha. It has been seven years. He is completely engrossed in that life. That's he has crazy. Been, he has been brainwashed. But he knows. He like he's. Away, but does he go back to Parnell? So he's Timothy. Like, he's knows enough to be like Timothy needs to get out of this but a lot of abuse victims blame them themselves in their abuse so like it's anyway Timothy doesn't want to leave Stephen so he runs yeah. after Stephen and at this point a police officer recognizes Stephen <gasps> slash Timothy God, somebody recognizes Stephen, man. I don't know if it was Stephen or if it was Timothy he noticed, but this either way. This would be all over social media these days. Right. Like, people would be like, Stephen, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, thank God somebody <laughs> recognized Stephen. Uh, they saw his little sketch on a poster. No <laughs> like, carton and such. He's like, no, it's Dennis. <laughs> oh, my God. So, because he's been Do going. Do we know what Timothy's second name is? I didn't see, no. It's just Timmy. Timmy. So okay. he he's lives. gone by Dennis for so long, and he's been conditioned for so long. The police officer asks who he is, and he at first... <gasps> tries, he says, Dennis! At first he says nothing. And then when he asks again, he says, quote, I think my first name is Steven. And then that's... They find him, Timothy, all this fun stuff, right? What? Yes. So he wasn't even, like, for sure, or he was probably just, like, a kid, and he's like, I want to say it, but I don't want to say it, and Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm just going to say, like, I think it might be this. Kind of, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So. He got the courage. He got the courage. To stand up for himself. Yes. So he takes him back to the house. So they put a bullet. <laughs> and then he's dead. No. Um, the end. The end. Such a huge media frenzy. frenzy. Yeah. Now, seven years later, he's back. So newspapers, TV 
news. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just bombarding his reunion back home. Yeah. Right? And because of that, when he goes back to school, it causes a lot of issues. So, but he's probably like, what, like a junior, senior in high school at this time? So he was taken at 14, he was, or at seven, he was gone seven years, so he's 14. Where is he living now? Where did he go after the police found him? Home. Back with his parents. Merced. Okay. I said it right. Merced. Merced. Okay. So he goes back to his parents. They must have been elated. Yeah. And his siblings. So at first, like whenever everything starts coming out about everything. At first, Stephen denied being sexually abused at all by Purnell. He didn't want to talk about it. He was he was ashamed. He was fear or he feared it again. Just like other sexual assault victims, my it's my fault. I did something, and like people may might judge him for it if he like admits to these things having happened. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So when the police searched Parnell's house, they find all these photos of him being sexualized. And so at that point, he's like, okay, well, this happened. He took pictures of all of it? Oh, So he could relive it like the psychopath he is. Oh, my goodness. The recordings, like, I can't tell you how many, like, murder stories and like even like cannibals and stuff like that where like they record it and post it online and like other people look it up on forums and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like it's like it adds like another layer to like the experience you Mm -hmm. know what i mean that it's being publicized to like a bunch of people Mm -hmm. he admitted everything he acknowledged everything that he or not everything he acknowledged the the basics of what he endured and unfortunately exactly what he feared would happen happened like his dad stopped hugging him (gasps) when he came back i I mean i could i bet the only reason why they didn't say anything about her is because she she acted normal acted normal and they just like commented on his father School was really hard. Well, F, yeah, school was really hard. High school sucked for me. (laughs) And I was like... Well, when everything started coming out about the sexual assault and everything, kids started calling him gay. Yeah. And all that stuff. Because kids are awful. Yes, kids are awful. Kids are the worst. And high school kids are so judgmental. Mm Mm-hmm. So, whenever he first... When he first came home, he had... Not court-ordered therapy, but, like, counseling. Like, a little bit of counseling. You know, just kind of, like... he should have had, like, a super lot of it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, it was just, like, a little bit, like, to integrate you back into your life, you know, kind of thing. Um, When he asked for more therapy... He asked for more therapy in the 70s. 80s. It's the 80s. You gotta remember, it's the 80s. Oh, wait, is therapy... Like, it's, like... People just don't, like, talk about that stuff, right? They don't talk about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it. so the fact that he asked for it is, like, a huge deal. Yeah. And then what happened to him? And then his father said oh, no. because you already know the story. Oh, I was like, why is she, like... No, I just know <laughs> what it was like in the 80s. 
Oh. So his father refused to get him therapy because psychiatry in general and therapy is like a bad name for his fam. It's for weak people. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's the mindset. For weak people. This kid was sodomized for seven years. But he's strong. But but telling somebody else but about your feeling is weak. Strong kid. Therapy means there's something wrong with you. Oh God. In March of 1980, the San Francisco Examiner published a piece called "Twisted Love: A Portrait of Keith Parnell," which attested that Parnell had been quote-unquote, disturbed all of his life, beginning with trying to pull out his own teeth as a child, which, gross. What? Yeah. Then moving on to theft and arson, Parnell has both claimed he was abused as a child, but then he's also said he's explicitly denied he was never abused. So, like, I was abused. OMG, though, what if... Like, Stephen was Keith as a kid, but nobody ever found him. Who's Keith? Who's Keith? Isn't his name Keith Parnell? No, Kenneth. Sorry. Kenneth. Which is so funny because that's what my parents call Kenny. (laughs) His name is Kenneth. Yeah, it's Keith. What if... (laughs) Yeah, we were like, who and, is Keith? And scene. What if it was Kenny, Stephen, was Kenny Kenneth as a child? Oh, and all this stuff. No, like, what if he was taken? No. Oh, so he wasn't like taken and abused. Okay, because you were like, he's been abused his whole life. No, and I was he like, well, said, what if he's Stephen and nobody saved him? No, he said he switched keep switching back and forth between I was abused as a child, uh, I absolutely was not abused as a oh, child. Oh, okay, 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 got it. Yeah, He's there was just no... making up whatever story works for him at the moment. Yeah. Okay, so we have no sympathy. We have no sympathy. No sympathy. Screw you, Kenneth. <laughs> Screw you, Keith. Is he... Wait. Mom, you know how you always tell me not to skip forward to the end? Oh, well. Well, who's he telling this story to? Is he dead? No. Is when he's telling the story, is he in jail? Uh, um, it's just I'm. I mean, yeah. I thought you were asking now. No. <laughs> he told doctors at the hospital or at a hospital where he was treated that he quote began to participate in homosexual activities end quote at the reform school where he was sent for stealing a car. At the age of 18, he married a 15-year-old girl, and they had a daughter, and then divorced four years later. Whoa, 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 whoa. They got married at 15? She was 15. How old was he? 18. And you can just get married? Texas. Well, yeah, but what crappy parents. Right? Sounds about a bit of meth. Um... So his first arrest for child molestation occurred shortly after he was 19 and the child was nine. Tried. He succeeded in escaping twice. Wow. That's, that's all he got. Mean. That's like kind of impressive though. What psychiatric hospital? It's a psychiatric hospital. Maybe mom's been there. I have Just been kidding. to one. I won't say 
was at a psychiatric hospital. Oh yeah, she was a candy striper. As a Tascadero State Mental Hospital was a famous hospital where mentally disordered sex offenders went. Mm. So I just wanted. To I'd be willing to bet it's that one. State, probably. So the psych his psychiatrist determined thing. That is a thing. My face is in utter shock if you can't see it right now. Gasp! Oh, his psychiatrist determined that he was, quote, obviously a homosexual of the more or less dangerous type, end quote. Parnell spent the next 15... That means that there's like a safe and dangerous homosexual. I'm a safe homosexual. I don't know, you seem a little aggressive to me. Do I? Yeah. When I... I, that was a funny point we had to elaborate yes. on, okay? That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm a safe gay. Uh, safe gay. <laughs> I'm a safe gay. So, Parnell spent the next 15 years moving around California, briefly remarrying a 36-year-old woman when he was 25. In 1959, he was arrested for robbery in Salt Lake City and spent six years in prison. He spent more time for stealing $50 worth of items than anything else. That's crazy. Isn't it? Anything else, including six years for theft of $50? Yep. In in 1981, Parnell was tried for the kidnappings, right? So despite Stephen being outed as a victim of sexual abuse, Parnell wasn't charged with sexual, any sexual crimes. So how did this come out so many years later? Arrested. This is 81 when we're trial. Just going through his history. Yeah, that, the first, the last. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, no, because he was kidnapped in 72. So Stephen admitted to all of the sexual crimes, but he didn't get charged with any sexual crimes. Yeah. Kenneth Parnell. He was only charged with kidnapping. Only charged with the kidnapping because at the time, the law, it would not have added much time to the kidnapping charge. Why? Why would that not? That's stupid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Judges from the 70s, you're stupid. Stupid. Parnell's lawyer, his appeals lawyer, explains it like this. There was a time he pointed out that to his mind, protecting the victim was really a smokescreen for blaming the victim. Rape and molestation victims were seen as damaged goods. Horowitz recalled courts, lawyers, and investigators seemed especially sensitive to the shame that seemed to surround such crimes. So he posed it like he was protecting him, but really he was shutting him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But more why Parnell was not charged with the sex crime of any kind. And they quoted the district attorney for Mendocino County, Joe Allen. And he said, I wanted to charge Parnell with the sex crimes, but Stephen and his mother didn't want to go on through a second trial. Because at they the time... talk about it? Going through a trial is very emotionally yeah. draining. So and it's the, a long trying process. And it's at the time you couldn't just like now you can stack charges up against someone. At the time it was kidnapping, one trial, sexual <gasps> crimes, another trial. 
So they just did. So we're talking like years of going through this. Yeah. And so he said that. So they were like, I don't want to deal with that. Exactly. And he said, and to my recollection is that at the time the sex crimes would only have tacked on two or three years more. It meant putting the victim through hell for a very modest increase in the sentence. Yeah, we're talking like couple years and of, and it could have been not and, even and they get two years and so that. you're like would i give up two years of my life for two years of theirs well and it's two years and you gotta think parole all the other bullshit that yeah, goes along they could with only it serve six months yeah so what's the uh, point of going the through justice <laughs> so parnell was convicted for both kidnappings and served Want to know how much? I'm going to hate it, aren't I? Yeah. So he was sentenced to seven years in prison. (gasps) Oh my God. He served. He only served. Yeah, lay it on us. Five years. Yeah, which is the amount of years he had these freaking kids for. Is seven years. He had this kid for seven years. So he's spending less time in jail for the amount of time he took from this kid, but he actually took more time from the kid because of the recovery period, if ever. Yeah. Oh my god. He was probably sodomized in jail, so that's a little bit of something. He probably enjoyed it, though. But he wasn't as he wasn't labeled as a sex um, pervert. No, but people in jail. People know. Yeah. Surprised he wasn't killed. He didn't want to be labeled though. They wouldn't necessarily know that in jail though. They don't get news. They find out shit. Yeah. They know everything in prison. That one. Oh, I feel I you know tiptoe with that one because. He was, I mean, he should get way more than two years. Yeah, but he was also the like... The fact that he was charged the same amount of time, though, is ridiculous. Technically, he was charged for two less. Well, he was charged ridiculous. For, yeah. It should be 25 to life and then 20. So what happened to Parnell after he got out? Where is he now? So Parnell returned to prison in April 2004... For offering his caretaker $500 to kidnap a four-year-old boy for him to abuse. He died in prison in 2008 of, quote, natural causes. 20 years later. 2008. 20. Hopefully he went dormant for 20 years. Yeah, no, I'm down for that. But 20 years? Jeez Louise, couldn't get him the first time. Barbara! So is that the end of our story? No, we're going to talk about Barbara Matthews. Listed as Stephen's mother while they lived together, but she was never charged for her participation in Stephen's abuse. You know, but neither was Parnell. So anyway. Wait, so they found her. Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't charge her with anything. Mm-mm. Why? So she was basically. Well, I guess because if you're not going to charge the other yeah. guy, then you can't charge her. Because if you're going to say he didn't do it, then she definitely didn't yep. do it. That's BS. Yep. But they also, it doesn't seem like they could prove that she was a part of anything. Ugh, you guys, this is the most like infuriating story you've told me yet. And it's only going to get better. Like she was a good person in society in the story in society yeah so 
not only did she get a reunion with Steven later on in life, but she became friends with Steven's, bi- like, his real mom. Became friends. All right. I don't get it. That's and crazy. He, That's she, outrageous. <laughs> she did testify against Parnell and claimed she had no idea that he wasn't Steven's son. Or he, she testified that she did not know that Steven was not Parnell's son. Oh, okay. So we're chill with it as long as it was. It's his son. Fine if you if it's him. not his son, then whoa, it would totally not have gone there. That's where the not okay is. Totally, Barb. Sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> Babs. So she told journalists that Stephen quote was always a nice boy and called me mother like my own kids did end quote. And Lloyd, who was allegedly also abused by Parnell, had been murdered by his stepfather. Oh, my gosh. Her other son, Robert, was in jail for drug, firearm, and oral copulation charges. What's oral copulation? Like, oral. In 1985, Stephen married Jody Edmondson, and they had two kids, a daughter named Ashley and a son named Stephen Jr. He... His normal job, he worked at a pizza shop, but he also... Represent. mm -hmm. He also worked with children abduction groups, and he spoke about safety to kids. Yes, and about being kidnapped and things like that. There was still a lot that he did not share with the world, but he was doing his best to do the most amount of good with... Yeah, to, like, put it out there, but not express what he's been through. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. On September, or in September 1989, Stephen Stainer was in a hit-and-run accident where his motorcycle was hit by a car. He sustained fatal head injuries and died. Oh, my gosh. By doing the math right, he was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Stephen. It gets... How does it get worse? He's dead, Samantha. He's dead, but there are other people involved. So Timothy and Steven stayed very close throughout their life. Don't bring Timmy back (laughs) into this. They stayed close for the remainder of of her at Steven's funeral. Yeah. Oh, my God. In 2005, Stephen, so he testified in the Parnell trial, right? He was eight years Steven old. or Tim- Tim- Timothy did. Okay. Timothy Tim- testified as well in the trial at like eight or nine years old. You go, kid. Mm-hmm. And in 2005, he became a Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy. Aww! Love it! And in 2010, Timothy White died of a pulmonary embolism. He was 35 years old. My face is sad right now. For those of you who can't see it. So, to wrap up this episode, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up now. I'm going to give you a little taste of what next week's episode is going to be about. That's it! Yeah. Oh, wait, part two. Yeah, part two. I forgot there's a part two, people. I forgot. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Stephen has an older brother. His name is Carrie. 
Where has Carrie been this whole time, you ask? Car- we'll figure out about Carrie's life TBD. Yes. Carrie, throughout this entire situation, like after his brother has been found, has become, he grew increasingly and increasingly bitter towards his brother and the publicity that his brother was getting and all that stuff. Oh, he's jelly. Mm hmm. And he was. That's like a really shitty thing to be jolly about. Yeah. You should feel bad about yourself. The whole world was focusing on Steven and no one was paying attention to me. You didn't get sodomized. Nope. So he told a interviewer, the way I see it, just about anybody would have done the same thing in his shoes. We never really got along that well after he came back. All of a sudden, Steve was getting all of these gifts, getting all this clothing, getting all this attention. I guess I was jealous. I'm, I'm sure I was. I was the oldest and all that. Then all of a sudden it's gone. I got put on the back burner, you might say. Not a good look. Mm-mm. So, That's quite a statement. Let's just say... We'll leave it at... It's a cliffhanger! I love a good cliffhanger. Carrie was real bitter about not being the center of attention. I'm going to put my money on Carrie's a dick. Carrie is a dick. But we'll find out more next week. Next time on... So, wait. How did you like the story? I love the story. And how accurate was it to your real life testament? I just I just remember the news about little seven year old Stephen being, you know, kidnapped and they never found him and nobody ever found him and after a while Did you enjoy being a part of our podcast? I did. It's riveting. It was. And I can't wait for the next one. I have a feeling Christopher, is that his name? The older brother? Carrie. Carrie is going to do something real crazy. Do you know anything about Carrie? As soon as I tell you his nickname, you're going to know. But you can't tell us his nickname because it's going to give it away. No. (laughs) She can't tell us because it's going to give it away. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can hardly wait. Just like... Packer, the Colorado cannibal. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of interesting facts. Why are you laughing? I just, I am. Lauren's tea, sipping tea with Lauren. Yes. Facts about kidnapping. Little (laughs) crim tea with Lauren. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Okay. I don't know what that means. Criminal tea. Crim tea. Okay. A little bit of facts for you here. More kidnappings happen in Canada and the UK than they do in America. I was surprised too, okay? The Canadians are so nice. I know! And like English people? Yes, the British are so polite. That's the Canadian, why kids Canadians jump in their are cars. so kind. Yes, and so they can abduct people easier. And so more kidnappings happen there than they do here. So here's the stats, okay? Number one, we have Turkey. 
The most, we knew that. The most kidnappings we, happened. Like, I mean, I would have guessed a couple of other countries, but, like, I'm not surprised. What's the date on these facts? 2022. Okay. Number two, Kuwait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, Canada. No. What? Number three? Number three? Are you Turkey serious? Yeah, Turkey, Kuwait, Canada. Like, arguably, like, the nicest country, right? <laughs> yeah. Other than Switzerland. I would say Switzerland is the nicest country. Maybe Denmark and Canada. South Africa. And number six, New Zealand. Oh. America is not even in the top 10. And just like as an observation, um, America is significantly larger and more populated than all of those countries. The most kidnapped. Yeah, every single other one, yeah. Okay, so just very interesting. Which is an interesting point to stranger danger. Everybody always teaches their kids, like, if a stranger does this, if a stranger does that. But it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know how you would teach your kid. I was joking with Sam about this earlier. I'm like, so should I teach my kids that the people, the people who, who they the most is yeah, who you should that's look who out you for. should look out for. Like, obviously not. Like, that's crazy. But it's just a very interesting fact. Well, 99.9% of the Amber Alerts, child is missing, right? That we get the Amber Alerts. Mm -hmm. now, it's are, like grandparent, biological yeah. mother. That's crazy. Father, those are kidnappings. Grandparent, yeah. father. Like the ones going on mother. in uh, McKinney right now. No one knows? They found those. I know what you're talking about. The two girls? They have been found. Yeah, no, they, they caught the grandmother. It's a grandmother. Where was she? Them. Oh, they found her in the SUV on the side of the road somewhere. Weirdo. They had the alerts out. She probably had a heart attack because of all the adrenaline. The, the like, warnings on, like, 35 and stuff, it said Amber Alert, and then it said Black SUV, yeah. call McKinney Police. For Black SUV, you can't give me. <laughs> I was driving to Bedford that day for a doctor's appointment. Yeah, you'll call 20 times on your way to your doctor's appointment. Okay. Almost all kids who are kidnapped are kidnapped. All kids who are kidnapped by strangers. Almost all of them are kidnapped by men. And two thirds of the kids who are taken are female. A crazy amount of people are kidnapped in the United States. I have friends who are affiliated and activists for human trafficking in the United States. It's outrageous. We Even in your own backyard. Shannon's podcast. Yes. Our friend Shannon Labrie. Her... Let me pause. Okay, so human trafficking, a huge deal in the United States. One of our, our friends, friend Shannon... Shannon she um, has an organization. It's called Last Word by SL, and uh, it's a clothing line, and her proceeds go to um, the cause of human trafficking, and she has lots of informative posts if you want to deep dive into it. Um, she does a lot of stuff to advocate for them, and so, and if you're in the Dallas area,
Austria. She does events and things like that. So check her out on Instagram. We'll also put her Instagram podcast link and the website for y'all if y'all want to go and help support a really good cause and buy stuff. Yeah, and do it. We'll put it in our show notes. super awesome. Continuing on. The most kidnappings in the U.S. happen in Phoenix. Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona is where the most kidnappings happen in the United States. Places not to go. 20% of child abductions end in death. So, personally... I a glass half full. Yeah, I took this as a glass half full because 80% of children who are abducted survive, and that is very exciting. Mm-hmm. I honestly, when we looked up this fact, I thought it was going to be a lot higher of a percentage, mm-hmm. so I'm thankful for that, but would love to see the number lower, obviously. I would love for kids not to be kidnapped. Yeah, no we're people. down for it. So, there's four types of kidnappings. There's four types of categories in which kidnappings are filtered into. Mm -hmm. And those are kidnappings that end in serious bodily harm or death. Kidnappings that are for a demand for ransom and end in life. Kidnappings that are congruent with carjackings. TV shows, even on TV, where like somebody steals a car and, like and there's a kid in the back, or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a kid in the back, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a baby in that car, and it's like the person who ran off is like the dad, and you're like, dude, what, what are you doing, man? So that honestly happens way more than you think it does, and kidnappings of fraud, force, or fear. For children under 14, which is what we've been talking about today. And that is probably one of the top dogs there, Mm -hmm. especially for human trafficking and things like that. So it's just very interesting to see those things. And, you know, even if these kids survive and make it out and they are of that 80 percent, like the trauma, it's a life it's yeah. a lifetime. It's not just those couple months or couple years or in our case, five years or so. Like, it's Seven not years. just, you know, those few years. It's a lifetime of issues mm-hmm. that you have to work through. And that's just terrible. I did read somewhere or somebody told me. I can't remember. But you're less likely to be sex trafficked if you have visible tattoos. Boom. So Nailed get, it. Get tatted up, people. We're tatted. Y'all go get tatted. We're making those moves to not be kidnapped, even though we're over 14. You never know. We're both hot commodities. Yeah. You know? Go go out and get those tats and be less desirable, folks. Well, if y'all want to 
email yeah. us reach out to us um please 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 apple podcast review us rate us we Five stars. really really appreciate it spotify you can thumbs up us and rate us as well um i know most of, a, of our listeners are on apple podcast so please do that um and then also if you guys want to email us and let us know what you think how you feel if you have suggestions um triple g podcast at hotmail.com and please follow us on instagram at triple g podcast t-r-i-p-l-e-g podcast real quick i do have something so um one of our best friends listened to last week's the colorado uh cannibal episode Mm -hmm. today packer Mm -hmm. shout out and apparently there is a musical (gasps) about it that is done by the guys who did South Park. Shut up. And so she was laughing through the entire thing because anytime somebody was introduced, there's like a song and stuff attached to it. So I'm going to watch it at her house on this weekend. So we'll give That's a fun hilarious. update on how it is. Um, and then speaking of movies, how did you enjoy Drop Dead Gorgeous? It was wonderful. It was amazing. I loved it. It was great. So I was right. The reviews are in. Mm-hmm. And thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Two yeah. thumbs. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for being here. Bye. 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 Bye.